Thanks to Pine Cove Summer Camps for supporting the happy hour with Jamie Ivy. You guys, the Ivy kids are going to camp. They love Pine Cove. We have been sending our kids to Pine Cove for years and years and years. And here's why. Because we trust Pine Cove. We trust their counselors. We trust their mission. And it is such a fun experience for my kids. Check out pinecove.com and use the code HAPPYHOUR250 for $250 off a first-time overnight youth camp registration. That's pinecove.com. Use the code HAPPYHOUR250. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a friend to join me, and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy. I'm your host, Jamie. We made it to a new month. Happy February 1st, friends. Okay, a couple of things I'm thinking about January, the very first month of 2023. How are you guys doing? Are you a goal setter? Do you have a word? How's it going one month in? I want to tell you I did something I don't normally do is I did Whole30 and Dry January in January and... I had a word. Well, I have a word that I that I came up with. I guess God gave me or I I thought of whatever. I've got a word for the year. And I'm here to say, I've only done Whole30 once before. And the reason I do it is because I just need some discipline in my life. You know, the end of 2020, I was like, you know what? Every day is a celebration. Let's just celebrate everything. Nachos every night. And so for me, it's just, I need to have a little bit of discipline in my life. I need to know that I'm not entitled to whatever I want whenever I want it. And so I'm here to report that January was hard, but not too hard. I did it. And, I, and I, I'm here. And I, I enjoyed it for the most part. And so whatever January looked like for you, I want to say, here we are at a brand new month. And I love brand new beginnings. I think it's why I love Mondays so much. It's like a brand new week. And here we are at a brand new month. So I also am fully aware that January could have been super hard for you. And so if it is, I want to tell you, God is so good to remind us there's new things. The the sun comes up every morning. There are new mercies waiting for you. So you might be in the middle of the hard still. You might be just getting over the hard. And I just want you to know that you're not alone, that God is a God who sees his people. And so he sees you. So here we go, starting a brand new month. I also, side note, I have a book due today. And so that's super exciting. I've been working on that for a while. And I can't wait to talk about it with you in a couple months. I'll let you know in a couple months. If anyone's going to be in Pennsylvania this weekend at the Fields Retreat, I'm coming up there to hang out with you ladies all weekend. And I cannot wait. You guys, today we have a fun show, and I know that you've noticed that on the show I've been airing some of my friends' podcasts that are a part of the Ivy Media Podcast Network. So this is another one, and actually, it's this is super fun because today actually is Angie Elkin's one-year anniversary of working with Ivy Media. She came on last February. We're so grateful for her. She manages our podcast host within our network. She edits the happy hour as long as editing some other shows, and Long before she did any of those things, she has her own podcast. It's called Chatology. I've had the great privilege to be on her show. I've talked about it before. You've heard her talk about it on the show. But today, we want to air a show of Chatology for you. Chatology comes out every single Tuesday, so you can go find it and subscribe it wherever you listen to shows. Uh, And today is a very fun show. Okay, here's why. Today's show is a guest of hers called Jody Benson. Now, I didn't know who Jody Benson was when Angie told me about this, but Jody Benson is the voice voice of the little mermaid. Yes, you guys, the little mermaid, like the little mermaid that we watched when we were little kids, or I was like in high school or something, but we showed it to our little kids. Well, 
Angie had Jody on the show today. And I was thinking when I listened to him, like, I don't know, I'm not like into musicals. I remember The Little Mermaid and I liked it a lot, but am I gonna, I loved this show so much because Jody talked about what it meant for her to try out, what it meant for her to get her, how it changed her life. She talked about how she had no idea that one small step of an audition would change her and her family's entire lives. She says, when you find your giftedness and follow your passions, you're in for a grand adventure. And I loved this conversation that Angie and Jody had so much. So we're bringing that to you today. Here is episode, it was 192 for Angie. It, it aired last year. Uh, but here's my friend Angie Elkins, a part of the Ivy Media Podcast and a co-worker of mine with her show, Chatology. Here is her conversation with Jody Benson. Jody Benson, welcome to Chatology. Yes. Thank you so much, Angie, for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I am thrilled that you are here for our listeners. They all know you as the Little Mermaid, uh, but you are a theater vet. You have done tons of stuff on Broadway and film and all of the places, and now you're an author. Well, I don't know about that. Writing <laughs> <laughs> uh, a book was never on, never on my list. It's something I never wanted to do in a million years, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, so Tyndale just kind of called in February 2020. I said, absolutely not. Thank you so yeah. much, but no way. Called back in March and um, said, listen, what if what if it's not an autobiography? It's not a memoir. It's not a tell-all. What if we just share, you know, like a few little snippets of stories and you can mm. use it more like a thank you letter for people on that journey and like a love letter towards Disney? And I said, okay, I, I think I can work with that. And then my brother, who's an author, he's the author in the family, not me. And <laughs> he said, listen, if like one person picked up your book and read one little story and they felt either like encouraged or they felt like, hey, I never thought of that before. Or, you know, man, she really made a ton of mistakes on that. Maybe I'm going to take, you know, try something different than what she did. Then mm -hmm. I kind of felt like it would be worth it. Mm -hmm. Totally. I understand that. I, it's funny that you say you're not an author yet. Here we have your book. So yeah. I guess you have to own it, Jody. I think you're going to have to. Your <laughs> um, title. And again, you know, I didn't write it. I just spoke. It, it's just mm. talking that's being recorded. And then we transcribed mm. it. That's it. We didn't, we didn't really change. It's just me babbling. <laughs> so I felt like I, sat down and I wrote down some ideas or, Hey, I'm going to tell this story. It really wasn't. Mm. Carol and I just, mm. we just talked on the phone for four hours, five hours a day for several months. And mm. it's just that they transcribed that poor Tyndale. Mm. I can't imagine they had to do that transcription. That must've been ridiculous. Mm -hmm. um, and then we, we tweaked mostly clearing up the fact that I used the same four words over and over and over again. Wonderful, fantastic, <laughs> amazing. You know, like I said, they're like, we have to change up some of these words. And I said, well, make sure it's words that I say. I mean, I don't want to put words in here. Mm -hmm. So it was constantly going, no, Carol, we can't use that word. Don't even know what it means. Nope. Can't use that <laughs> word. <laughs> Got to get rid of that. So <laughs> Oh my goodness. That's such a crazy process. Um, well, I'm so glad that you did agree to say yes, because what an amazing story. And for those of us who have been fans, and of course, The Little Mermaid is just one of my favorite movies of all time. And I've told you, we, we talked earlier, and I told you that Ariel is my very favorite Disney princess, for obvious reasons for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I've always loved her. And I can remember 
The Little Mermaid came out when I was in college and I can remember going and seeing the movie in the theater and just being blown away because it was the first of kind of the new Disney princesses, right? Give us a little background to that. Yeah, we had, we had Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella. And then since Cinderella, we did not have a, a Disney princess until Ariel. So she kind of broke the mold. You know, we went way out of the box with Ariel. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so it just was trying to capture who she was in, in her vulnerability and her rebellious spirit and her independent, fiery, you know, personality that she had. And it really is, it's all Howard Ashman. It really is. Yeah. I mean, they found who Ariel was through the song Part of Your World and that recording of Howard doing that song with his speak sing sort of way of storytelling through um, word that turns into some music was just mm. breathtaking. So I literally just copied him. I literally just imitated him. We'd be in the studio mm. hour after hour and I wasn't getting something. And I'd look to him, and of course, we had just done a Broadway show together for like three or four years. So we knew each other. I knew how to work with him. My directors of, of Mermaid, Ron and John, were kind enough to let Howard step in the booth and stand in the booth with me, silent, um, in between takes, to be my personal director because they knew that we had such a great working relationship. But sometimes it would be, you know, take after take. And I'd finally, I would look at him, I'm like, Howard, just give me the line reading. You know what you want. Just say it, and I'm going to repeat it, and we're going to make this so much easier. He's like, (laughs) I don't like to tell actors what to do. I said, I don't care. You're not going to hurt my feelings. I don't need to find Ariel. You've Mm. already found her. So why Mm. don't I just do what you did? You know, so Mm. it just makes common sense to me. Yeah, that's so crazy. I just, I can, you know, often we see people who go on this journey, you know, they say yes to a project that turns into a life-changing project. And of course, you never could have seen that. Mm -hmm. Um, Really, your career, since playing Ariel, she's just kind of gone along with you for the ride for the rest of your career. How does that feel? It's awesome. You know, every job, every experience, every opportunity I've had since Mermaid is because of my relationship to Mermaid. Uh, to the character, with the company, being part of the Disney family, and and I'm very proud of it. You know, sometimes people say, oh, don't you feel locked in and, like, stuck being a voice of a cartoon? I'm like, are you kidding <laughs> me? I mean, I have the greatest job on earth, and I mm-hmm. love my job. I love the film. I love the character. I love meeting people all around the world who want to share their stories with me. Um, and I like meeting people and I like people and I like children. So it's just a, it's been a perfect lifelong passion ministry for me for 35 years. Hmm. That's just so cool. And I'm sure encouraging to people out there, especially who are performers and maybe go into an audition that they think this might not pan out to be much, but it'll pay the bills. Right. <laughs> what right. would you say to them? Yeah. You know what? You have no idea what's around the corner. Mm-hmm. And, and as much as we try to figure it all out, we are not always in control. And I know that's mm-hmm. very hard for us to realize, <laughs> but I'm telling you the times when I'd walk into an audition and I stink up the room, I was horrible. I, I forgot my lyrics. I sounded crappy and I get the call <laughs> that I got the job, but then I go to the job and it's ending up like you meet your best friend. Or yeah. you, you meet the love of your life. You just don't really know what's around the corner. And it's not mm. always about the show. It's about the experience. It's about the people. It's about the relationships. It's about the 
the amazing encounters that you mm. have. Um, I've learned that through the years of being in the, in the industry professionally now for, I don't know, 42 years, I guess. Mm. And that it's not about the job. It's about yeah. all the other things circling around it that you just don't know what's around the corner. So when you walk in a room or you go to an audition and you think, oh, this is nothing. This is, I mean, and listen, I went to Mermaid. It was a fluke because our show on Broadway of Smile had closed tragically with Frank Rich reviews from New York Times. And Howard felt sorry for us girls. And so he invited a handful of us to have something to do, something to look forward to, to go to this audition for The Little Mermaid. And I wasn't going to get the job. It was just something to do when we were all sad. And so I just went like, okay, I'm going to go. And I just had the time of my life knowing that there's no hmm. way they're going to hire somebody who's never been behind a microphone before like this. There's just no hmm. way. And a year later I got a call from my agent, you know, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, they've made <laughs> a serious mistake in hiring me. Um, hmm. And I had that. I really felt that when I went to work the first day. I mean, I told Howard, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why you hired me. I am not good professional voiceover person. I don't even know what to do. Um, and of course, I kept hitting the mic, hitting the mic with my hands, talking <laughs> standing up and acting everything out, making you know air go across the microphone. I mean, those poor engineers would be like, okay, Jody, could you please not touch the mic? Okay, just try put your hands to your side. I'm like, well, I can't talk like that. We could talk like that. So, you know, I, yeah, I mean, I walked in like, I, first of all, I was brutally honest with everybody at Mermaid. I don't know what I'm doing and I've never done this before. Mm -hmm. So here we go. Here we go. <laughs> If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. 
Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Did you have moments where you felt... You know how we we can get. So I have I've done a little bit of singing, a little bit of acting. I say a very little bit because compared to you, it's nothing. But I have been in the studio a few times, and it's so easy to get in your head if you're not doing what you're asked to do. It's repeated over and over. It's so easy to get in a bad place in your head. So how did you stay above that? Do you ever have moments like that? I think for me, because I'd never done it before, I approached it like a Broadway musical. And that was my my zone. So that's what Howard and I did. And that's why we did a read-through with all of the cast, you know, beforehand, a round table, like getting ready to do a Broadway musical. We just approached it like a Broadway show. And that's the beauty of blending that world with feature animation. Disney had never seen anything like that before. Yeah. So, it was my wheelhouse. It's, it's what I knew to do. That's why I stood. And it's why I physically acted out every single scene as if mm-hmm. I were on stage. Mm-hmm. So I never thought about being on a mic. It just mm-hmm. was there. I had my eyes closed. I was fully acting everything out physically. Um, and so that really helped me to stay present in the moment of the story. I love that. I'd love to hear a little bit about your faith journey. So let's just start back from when you were a child and let our listeners know, did you grow up in a Christian home? How did you actually meet Jesus? Yeah, I I actually had a relationship with God when I was very little. I remember talking out loud to him all the time and really feeling like he heard me. Then I went to Catholic school um, and church from first through 12th mm. with uniforms and the whole nine yards. Uh, that's the way my parents wanted my sister and I to go to a parochial school. I don't think the public schools in our town uh, were, were quite what they had hoped for, I think. And mm-hmm. so I had a very good education from first grade through 12th grade, um, Hated wearing the uniforms, but it did make life easier <laughs> every day. You didn't have to worry about yeah. which you were going to wear. That's and, right. Um, and so I think I, <laughs> when I was in middle school, I got very involved with all the sacraments and learning about the Catholic faith. And I loved doing the Stations of the Cross before Easter. And we had these 
very old church that I went to growing up in Illinois. And we had these beautiful paintings and you go and you, you pray and you contemplate the life of Jesus from his mm. birth to his resurrection. And it really impacted me. And I just fell in love with this concept of like, there is this, you know, amazing God and Jesus, his son, and I can have this relationship and I can talk. Well, then I started going to confession in the little yeah. box. Mm -hmm. So I'm in the little box talking to the priest, go say four Hail Marys. And I try to come up with a list of my sins. Of course, you don't remember anything when you're 10, 11, 12. <laughs> I cursed under my breath once. I thought of my girl, my, you know, my best friend. I did. I thought a bad thought that I was mad at her. You know, you come up with these silly mm -hmm. little things. And I go say yeah. my three Hail Marys and my two Our Fathers. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to talk to God. So mm -hmm. I started to just do confession on my own every day, right when it would happen. Because I couldn't mm -hmm. remember, you know, twice a month, mm -hmm. my list. So I started doing this. And then I stopped going to the box. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, why isn't Jody going to the box? Mm -hmm. So I had a little, you know, I had had a meeting with a nun and a priest. And I just sat there and I told him, I'm like, Father Wentick, I... I don't really understand why I have to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Like I'm good. Like Jesus and I were, we're communicating very clearly to each other. I yeah. talk, he hears me and I hear him. I hear him inside my heart. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm telling him this and he's just looking at me. He's like, you need to go to confessional. You have to go to confessional. <laughs> and like, I still don't understand. He goes, you just mm -hmm. asked two more questions. <laughs> you you were one of those. She just asked too many questions. Jody is, she's just too much, too many questions. Mm. So I had to start going back to the box. But it's at that time, you know, at like 9, 10, and 11 that I was like, and it's interesting because at nine, my sister, who's six years older than I am, taught me how to play the six string folk guitar. And mm. she and I could harmonize as soprano, she's an alto. And we played mm. for the guitar mass at our church. And I was mm. nine. And we'd lead worship. And mm -hmm. I was just, man, I was in it. And I just really feel like because I was worshiping and I really meant it, I just felt like it just opened this very clear relationship based on solid communication. Mm -hmm. So I just didn't quite understand some of the um, protocol for mm -hmm. the Catholic faith. <laughs> yeah, I can <laughs> I like, imagine. Wait a minute. I don't understand that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so I can imagine. Really early, definitely. So how, as you became a performer, you know, as you grew into adulthood and started auditioning and you found you had a gift, how did that connect you with your creator? And did you feel, um, you know, that famous quote by, the, I can't remember his name now, but he, in the movie Chariots of Fire, when he said, I, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. Yeah, feel closer. Do to you feel yeah. that way yes. when you sing? And yeah, tell me started, about that. I think I started singing when I was four, and and it was a natural gift. And when I sing, um, I am I go to a different zone when I mm -hmm. sing. It's hard to describe. It's it's not like an out of body thing, but it's like this pure connection that I have an audience of one. Mm -hmm. And it's like a form of worship almost for me. And 
I get lost in the song and I kind of forget that there's 18,000 people staring mm. at me while I'm singing. Wow. I just go to a place of pure fulfillment. And it's that concentric, you know, you've got those three circles. You've got what you're passionate about, what you're gifted at, and then pay your bills. And mm. when you get all three of those in that sweet spot, and once I figured that sweet spot out when I was 17, 18, when I started working professionally, it was like nothing, you know, mm. and it, it's not about being rich, being famous. No, no, no. Pay your bills. Just be able to pay your bills. Doing mm. what you love to do. That was yeah. really important to me. That was mm. really important to me. I didn't really care how. I just needed to be able to share my gift and be able to eat and sleep and, you know, put some clothes on my back. Um, and, and that was that. So mm -hmm. still to this day, when I sing and when I'm behind the mic in the middle of a script, it's happening right now while we're doing uh, season one, we're finishing season one of Wing, Fe Wing Feather Saga. It's so hard for me to say. Mm -hmm. Wing Feather Saga, which are the, <laughs> the children's books. And I play the mother, Nia. Oh, mm -hmm. just an incredible character. And she sings. And so when I get behind the mic, um, and of course there's, you know, eight people on zoom watching me. There's an engineer watching me. Everybody's watching me, but mm -hmm. I just go to a different place and I, hmm. or no, I just get lost in the script and song. That is so beautiful. I love hearing you talk it about is. that. It's really joyful and it's very fulfilling. Mm. It's a really great feeling of like, and my daughter just expressed it the other day. She's at CCM BFA musical theater in her senior year. And okay. she was sharing a song with her class and, um, and it has these beautiful high C's in it. And I think it even has a high E flat. She's got an incredible voice, 10 times better singer than I am. Wow. Just an incredible voice. And she said, mom, it happened. And I'm like, what? She said, that thing you talk about, I got into the song. I mm. forgot I was in the room. I didn't care about impressing anybody. I didn't care if the notes were perfect. I didn't worry about, am I placing it right? Am I singing it right? Mm. Am I getting it right? I went to the place of pure joy in mm. sharing a story through song. And I got that feeling that you talk about. I was like, mm. that's awesome. Mm. That's awesome at 21. I said, that's <laughs> awesome. To detach from teachers evaluating you, mm -hmm. music teacher, acting teacher, fellow students, whatever. She goes, no, I just went to this place of pure joy mm. and I was in the song, in the character, in the moment. I could, I don't even know if I hit the right notes, to be honest with you. Mm. I, I don't even know if I sang all the right lyrics, but I was in the zone and it was joyful. I was like, yeah, that's the zone. That's it. So when, whatever the gift is for the person, whatever mm -hmm. it is, once they find that passion and then the natural set of gifts that God's given them, whatever it is, Mm. They get that sweet spot and it is, oh gosh, it's unbelievable. Thanks to Pine Cove Summer Camps for supporting the happy hour. I know that 2023 has only just begun, but this is actually the perfect time to start thinking about your kids' summer plans. My kids have loved their camp experience at Pine Cove and here's why. Pine Cove Camps offers a safe place of belonging and community. It's a safe environment where campers often say that they felt free to be themselves without judgment for the first time. Campers have community as well as a shared foundation of gospel truth. Pine Cove Camps is a Christ-centered, others-focused, and seriously fun uh, camp with over 50 years of experience. Every kid is going to hear the gospel. They're going to see it lived out. 
Their college summer staff are amazing Christian role models that you will definitely want your kids to be around. Start a new summer tradition for your child at Pine Cove this summer with camp locations in Texas, Georgia, and South Carolina. Check out pinecove.com. Use the code HAPPYHOUR250 for $250 off a first-time overnight youth camp registration. I love that. I think it's so hard to rise above the criticism or even just the the critical uh, way that people can sometimes visualize us. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for someone who's feeling a little bogged down in the maybe feeling judged? Get away from social media. Mm. That's that's a real real toxic. It can be very toxic. I use it for work because I have to. Mm-hmm. Um. But my kids take um, social media Sabbaths frequently, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like several months at a time. Yeah, I think social media for young people, especially those that are suffering from pandemic anxiety, the mm-hmm. ones that graduated from high school into college where the rug was pulled up from underneath their lives on March 13th, like both my kids, Yeah, um, they went through a lot. I mean, their worlds were turned upside down much more than mine. When you're at that launching point where they both were with with college and and graduation and starting to do your journey professionally while you're in college, which is different than high school, that group of kids suffered so much pandemic anxiety. And I just think that, um, yeah, yeah, that was hard. That was really, really hard times. And, And it's so valuable for, for at least for our kids, you know, for my kids, was to get down to the basics of I've got this natural set of gifts that God's given me. I'm just going to have to be patient and figure out how and why and when and where he's going to use this special skill set. Yeah, character building, even though it's hard to recognize that in the time, it really was. And, you know, speaking of the pandemic, One of the things I think that's so beautiful that came out of it was the ingenuity that we saw, especially out of our creative community. Yes. And, uh, you know, all the songs written and all the, you know, scripts written or whatever. What did you do during that time to keep using your gift, but also to to just help others and reach out? Well, um, March 13th, my husband was just in three weeks of recovery from quintuple open heart bypass surgery. Mm. So March 14th, both of the kids came home. Uh, they both packed up their apartments and their dorm by themselves and came home. And we had a really sweet, precious time as a family. Mm-hmm. And we had from March until August with our daughter, which was just glorious. Mm-hmm. But it's also the time that Tyndale called, which was another reason why I said no. Yeah. I said, I'm not going to be one of these people that's lost. I lost all my work for 20 and half of 21. Hmm. Uh, and I'm not going to be one of these people that's going to write a book when they're unemployed. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> that's ridiculous. And, um, and they had asked me before the pandemic, but then they knew that I wasn't traveling every week. So that's mm-hmm. when they kept calling and calling and calling. So while we had the kids home until August, um, I was in the thick of, of recordings. For the mm. book. Yeah, but I got lots of great family time, lots of hikes. <laughs> we, were, we were on a lake, so it was perfect. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. We had McKenzie, you know, we had McKenzie at that time, my, my son's girlfriend, they've since married. 
um, and Delaney's boyfriend. And so it was the six of us that just kind of potted up with mm -hmm. uh, Mackenzie's family and Hayes's family. And so we, uh, we were on the boat, we were in the pool, we were uh, learning pickleball as a family, <laughs> going hiking and biking and everything outdoor that we could, we made sure mm -hmm. to get outside every single day mm -hmm. uh, in the afternoon to get healthy and, and not go crazy. Right. Uh, we turned, uh, I'm in my studio, but this was my school room. So mm -hmm. this is where I homeschooled both of the kids for 17 years. So mm -hmm. we, uh, the kids turned this into a studio. McKinley's a filmmaker. And of course, then Delaney started doing all of her dance classes and her acting classes here in the studio. And then my daughter, Love, is a professional fashion photographer for Stitch Fix. So this was her photo yeah. studio as well. So we just got as creative as we could to, mm -hmm. um, to make home uh, a wonderful place. And we had a really glorious time as a family. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, I'd love to hear even now, how, how many years later since the Little Mermaid premiered? Uh, 89. So yes. I think we're at 32. We're <laughs> 9, 10, 11, 12. We're at yes. 33. I've been with the company for 35 and a half. So tell me what, what is your work life like? Do you make appearances as Ariel? Do you... No, I mean, I'm obviously, I'm, I know you're not in costume, but costume, which is great. Um, yeah. So my bookings right now are symphonies, concerts. Uh, mm. I do a lot of um, all of the special projects for Disney. So mm. whether it's corporate, whether it's cruise ship, I just christened uh, Wish and did yes. the cruise and then did the Maiden Voyage. So I've christened all our ships. I actually so saw that on the news, you know, that's local, local news for me. Yeah. And so, yes. And I saw that on, uh, that you were there and I thought, oh, she's coming on my show. <laughs> yeah. So fun. Uh, did back to back cruises, got off, got mm -hmm. tested, went back and went on to the next maiden voyage. So I do wow. all their special corporate events. Um, mm -hmm. Everything that they need me for, I'm either at Disneyland or Disney World, which is great. Yeah. And then symphonies and concerts in between. And then I have a very rigorous Comic-Con convention schedule. Oh, gosh. That's, that's so great. And we're making up for a lot of lost time. Yeah, so I can I'm, imagine. I'm going to try to do as many of them as I can. I'm doing a mm -hmm. lot of internationals. And that takes up a little bit more time to, have to travel distance to England and, you know, Europe. Um, doing Canada a lot. But 2023 is it's pretty much every other week. Um yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's good. Yeah. No complaints, you know, because I had those 18 months off, which was really lovely. Mm -hmm. and, and again, getting creative, doing a lot of virtual stuff, um, virtual meet and greets, virtual concerts. Mm -hmm. It was really fun. We did had a lot of creative and it was great that I had a filmmaker and a photographer in our family that could take care of all the technical aspects for me, which was wonderful. <laughs> Absolutely. That's awesome. What a blessing. Mm -hmm. Well, I would love to know, you know, many people hear you and listen to you and maybe even are listening to this episode and thinking, man, she really just followed her dreams and became a big Disney star. And now she's the rest of her life, you know, it was all written for her, but maybe there are some dreams that people have that they have not followed. And I would love for you just to give an encouragement to them about, you know, walking in obedience and taking the next step. When I, work with master classes virtually or in person with high school and college students. This is a topic that I talk about a lot because it's something that it, it's really life changing. And again, 
finding your personal skill, your natural giftedness is so important to do that homework. But you can't want, want someone else's gift set. Mm. That's where the compare and compete comes into play. That's where social media is very toxic. Yeah. It shows us the falsehood of this is the path of giftedness. This is the place, the entertainment industry or whatever. When a, a student is not naturally gifted in any of that area, but they have this incredible skill set in the medical field or the research field or the communication field or the math and business field, all of those right. things that I cannot do. Mm-hmm. I am not gifted in any of those things. So wanting someone else's gift is not healthy. Mm. That's a compare and compete that's very toxic that we've gotten sucked into with social media, in my opinion. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think to take a student, a young person, and then figure out the natural skill set and that what you naturally care about, what you're passionate about, whether it's education, whether it's caring for other people, whether it's the environment, whether it is a form of entertainment, whether it's music, whatever it is, whether it's Mm -hmm. painting. And blending those two worlds together, that's when you've got to jump off the deep end and free fall and not be afraid to fail. Try everything. I mean, those are the years, high school and college, those are are the years to try everything and fail forward. Fail moving forward. Just do Mm -hmm. the next small step. Mm -hmm. I did an audition for Mermaid thinking it was going to change my life for the next 36 years. Mm Mm-hmm. I got an audition because he felt sorry for me. And I went to the audition so that I could get my mind off of losing my job. And I went and I had fun and I walked Mm -hmm. out of the room. That was the next right step for me. Mm -hmm. But we have no idea what one little step can lead to. You know, I feel like God gives us a flashlight. And I use this analogy because a friend shared it with me. When you are, let's say you're hiking and the sun has set and it's pretty dark. You put your little camera phone on or whatever to get back to the car and you flash the flashlight, but you only have enough light for the next step, not for four feet ahead of you, not for four walking strides ahead of you, just one step. Mm. I feel like that's God sometimes because we can't Mm. handle knowing too much. We just Mm. can't. If I would have walked in that room all those years ago thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to walk in this room and this job is going to identify me Mm -hmm. for the next 36 years. I wouldn't walk in the door Hmm. because it wasn't theater. Yeah. So, you know, there are paths and there are Mm -hmm. journeys. and That's the thing. We've got to be willing to take the chances and get outside of our comfort zone. We also have to stop putting everything into a tiny little box. God is so much bigger than that. And Mm -hmm. had I walked in that door and he knew I couldn't handle that information. Right. But here, one little audition behind a microphone has changed my whole life and my family's Mm -hmm. changed everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Was it the trajectory that I was on? No, Mm -hmm. I had a plan. I need to just stay on Broadway. I'm just going to do theater. I'm, 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 I'm. Mm -hmm. Guess what? There was a whole bigger world out there that I would have mm-hmm. missed if I just kept closing the door on the little box. Mm-hmm. We just can't 
fathom what's around the corner. So to encourage kids, those are the, the skills I tell them. Find your natural giftedness, find out what you're passionate about, and then go for it and take failing steps moving forward. Don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid. You know, you got to go for it because you don't want to have regrets. I'm 60 yeah. years old. I don't have regrets. Mm -hmm. I have things I've made a lot of mistakes about, but I've yeah. learned a lot from my mistakes. Mm -hmm. Would I want to go back and repeat them? Some of the hard times? No, but what came from it is beauty from ashes. Mm -hmm. And for that, I have no regret. Yeah. So I can honestly say I don't have regrets, but I know people. I do know a lot of people. You know, the percentage is, and I don't know what it is currently now with the pandemic, but before the pandemic, it was something like 90 to 92% of most Americans are in a job that they hate. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine yeah. working for 40 or 50 years in a job that you hate? Mm. I can't even fathom it. And that, that feels like a jail to me. Yeah. I mean, that's not fathomable to me. Mm -hmm. So when I was 17 or 18, I'm like, I'm going to go for this. I don't know if I'm any good, but I'm going to just give it a try. And if I yeah. fail, I'll try something else. It yeah. wasn't a big deal. Mm -hmm. It's a season. You can change your mind. You don't have to do the same thing for 40 years. You really that's don't. Right. You really don't when people are like, oh, I'm trapped in this. I'm like, mm, are you really though? I mean, yeah. Will it be a financial change? Sure. But could you mm -hmm. make the sacrifice for a little transition to give it a try? Mm -hmm. You might surprise yourself. So That's right. I think dreaming big and outside of the box is really important for young people. But I think social media has curtailed that because of fear of failure, mm. the fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. You know, the pressure, the pressure yeah. is so great now. Yeah. I didn't have anybody watching me fail. My every move. Right. I know it's so okay. different now, right? Yeah. What you ate for breakfast, what you mm -hmm. wore that day. I mean, nobody knew <laughs> any of that stuff. I would go to an audition and stink up the room. Nobody knew. Just Nobody knew unless you told them. Yeah. yeah. There wasn't a camera around the corner going, oh, listen to Jody. She sounds like crap. And then yeah. let's show it to, you know, 10,000 people. Yeah. So people are afraid. They're afraid, mm -hmm. you know, afraid left and right. Like all my failures are going to be publicized. Mm -hmm. Hence, let's use a filter. Hence, let's change what we look like. It's not even mm -hmm. who we really look like, but who I really look like isn't good enough. You know, we get into this yeah. whole mindset. It's very dangerous. It is. It is. Well, I love what you said about just really holding it loosely, you know, going for it, but holding it loosely because God might have another plan. And yeah. I mean, that's exactly my story. I had no idea I would end up being a podcaster. <laughs> right. So right. yeah, it's just, it's, it's pretty fun. It's a wild ride, but when you just walk in obedience, it's going to be a, a, a good one. <laughs> right. yeah. There's an adventure, you know, adventure. I love it. Around that you don't have to, don't have to have a plan for just go with yeah. it and see what happens. I love it. Thank you, Jody Benson. 
Friends, I hope you loved it as much as I did. And you're probably thinking, what dream do I want to chase right now? What am I going to do? What am I passionate about? And I hope it encourages you the way that it did for me. Guys, I would love it if you'd go find Angie's show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe to Chatology. You will not regret listening to Angie every Tuesday. And find Angie on Instagram. She'd love to hear from you. Her Instagram is at Angie Brown Elkins. The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey is a production of Ivy Media Podcast. Executive produced by Jamie Ivey, produced by Lindsay Sweeney, edited by Angie Elkins, art by Jen Jet Barrett, original music by Matt Graham, and I'm your host, Jamie. Have a happy hour with a friend. <laughs>